0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Hints from HR. This is the uh, Texas Apartment Association Education Foundation. My name is Billy Griffin. I am the Vice President of Business Development for We Do Trash, and I will be the moderator today. I'd like to take a minute and introduce this lovely panel we have in front of us here. I'd start with uh, Becca Ramadi, who is the vice president of the Texas Apartment Association Education Foundation. Welcome, Becca.
1: Thanks. And I'd like
0: also like to welcome Miss Nicole Block, who's the regional director for Brook the Properties. Welcome, Nicole.
1: Hey, and congratulations, Billy. This is your first solo episode to host, so everybody um, needs um, to recognize... Um, um, um.
0: I'm flying I'm flying here I'm flying I'm like
1: oh I i there this is your first solo so we're really excited that you're here and um and we know you'll do a great job. So, congrats. Well,
0: well, thank you, thank you for putting putting faith in me. But r- really, the special guest we have today is Miss Melissa Rhodes. Melissa is the talent acquisition advisor for Gray Star. So, welcome, Melissa. And why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself and tell us how you got in the industry?
2: Yes, wonderful. Thank you, Billy. So, you know a little bit about my story. My first, I will say, big girl job was working as a first grade teacher. I was teaching ESL in Dallas and. I taught for, it was a little over 10 years, and all of a sudden, I just had a change in mindset and decided I wanted to get up and move to Austin and change careers. So I worked as a career counselor for a trade school, and I worked my way up as the director of career services. And unfortunately, the school closed their doors nationwide, so there I was, a jobless, in a very competitive job market. So I immediately started getting on LinkedIn, networking, applying to positions. And I came across a talent advisor position with Graystar. And I thought, Graystar, who's Graystar? I had no idea. So I did my research and found found out that they were the global leader in real estate and thought, you know what, let's go ahead and give it a try. I didn't have the necessary skill sets for the position, but I applied and here I am after five years with Star.
1: Wow, that's well, awesome!
0: Glad to have you.
2: Thank you.
0: Um, let's kind of get get talking about recruiting, and let's uh, we all want to bring new people into the industry, uh, but sometimes we get stuck in the mindset of oh, we must recruit a certain type of person or a certain they must have a certain skill set. So, um, because of all the changes that we're experiencing in the industry, and and you know we're doing tours virtual, you know v- via AI, we're Talking about centralization for office task and maintenance teams, um, we definitely are all thinking differently. So when you have to talk about to your team about changing hiring mindset, how how do you address them? What do you talk
2: about? You're correct, Billy. It's it, it has been hiring has been tough over the past couple of years, and you know, like you said, we've had to make changes—not um, just changes on strategies, but just a mindset change. And it's how we're recruiting and and how we're hiring. Now, most, not all of our hiring managers, they would love to hire an experienced leasing professional or even, let's say, an experienced service technician. But you know, believe it or not, companies are still reporting talent shortages. So we're you know we're seeing that with Graystar, especially on the maintenance side. You know, there's just been lots of conversations that I, I'm having with our hiring managers on. Let's have an open mindset to hire green and to just to diversify
1: our talent. Yeah. And, and I I would probably say that we're seeing similar, you know, similar patterns as well. Um, and it is interesting to hear your story that, you know, you're, you know, five years ago, we're green to the industry and then yeah. look at you know, what you're, what you're doing right now. Um, but we definitely are find, finding that. And I think that it's a double-edged sword because you get, you're going to get someone that has the right attitude, but not the right attitude. And we're paying more for that talent than we've ever paid before for, I guess, a I guess a lesser um, skilled, you know, as associate. So I think getting them in the door is the first step, and then the training and retaining, you know, that on uh, on future episodes. But I think that's that's part of the barrier is that they don't necessarily want to, you know, uh, consider that green person because they know what's going to happen down the road. But then the position sits vacant, right? So you yeah. kind of have you kind of have that that conundrum. So, um, but how, yeah, I was going to say how how do you guys work? You know, what are you Where are you going to find your people?
2: Yeah, great question. So we are really, we're starting to recruit more so in person, specifically at our local trade and high schools. Um, This year, we've really done a lot of focusing on our high schools and talking to the soon to be graduating seniors. Um, You know, we're going into these trade schools, these high schools, we're bringing awareness just about our industry and spreading the word on, you know, how these students can grow and be successful within our industry. That's been, you know, great success for us so far. But as we know, you know, with with hiring green, I'm also making sure, you know, with these high school students, with the trade schools, specifically the high schools that we're placing them at the right property, with the right manager, with the right mentor, that's you know that's going to train and onboard them and set them up for just for success.
0: That's awesome. I actually was having breakfast this morning with the president of a management company, and they, they said they were having their most success by hiring green people as well because they didn't have all these bad habits. And they were able to kind of mold them and shape them and get them, you know, on board with their culture and kind of get them to, to, to try to fit in. So, um, you know, Nicole, I know in one of the previous episodes, you talked about hiring you know, for attitude over skill. And that's, you know, elaborate a little bit, especially with, you know, looking at people that are green in this industry, what kind of what's your approach?
1: Well, and I think for the yeah, I think for the job seeker, you know, we've talked about, you know, when you're looking at a company similar to what, you know, Melissa shares her experience is you're going to, you know, what does that company stand for? You know, again, what is their culture? What does it look like? What does it feel like, you know, going on, Things like Glassdoor, um, or again, their website, or like kind of like doing your homework, I think is the job secret still very vital and important to make sure you're a cultural fit first. Um, so I think that, but I think what's happening with the recruiting group is that, you know, you, you, you manage aptitude and attitude. And I think attitude is first and then aptitude will come. And I think we're just focusing more on the attitude, I guess more than we have in the past, because we've been able to find people with both. I would probably say, you know, three, four, five years ago, pre-pandemic, and now the talent pool is a little more shallow as far as trying to find those, um, you know, those diamonds in the rough, if you will. So I think that you know, for the job seeker, again, making sure that your culture aligns naturally with the company's culture you're considering, uh, and then for the for the hiring manager, understanding, like Melissa said, what's the lift going to be once they get here, because you know, as we've also talked about, the training and onboarding is so important because they're coming in with a lower foundation or a lower base knowledge. And I think that's something that we have to really focus on as well because recruiting is doing part of the job, but then it's up to us to take it and transition it. And I still think that's that's still a, a challenge for for a lot of on-site and corporate level positions.
3: You have to set the stage for them to be successful with yeah. those trainings and onboarding and it brings to mind something that the Education Foundation is working on, which is sort of an apprenticeship guide of sorts that yeah. companies will be able to take and customize for their own um, usage so that there's a structure for training someone. So there's a way that it isn't such a heavy lift that it makes hiring green and a negative.
2: Mm-hmm. And hopefully that'll be coming in the summer. That's that's awesome, and you know that's what we're doing with any of our high school students or the trade school. We're kind of creating a six week a six week, I'm calling it internship or maybe try for you buy just to make sure that the students also will be invested as much as we'll be invested.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question, uh, just kind of for Melissa, when you're out there recruiting. You know, maybe either like what's tried and true, like people always are asking about X, Y, Z. And what have you found that's different that maybe people are asking about or companies are offering that may not have been the norm, maybe again, three to five years ago. Cause I, I mean, obviously the tried and true, they're going to ask about benefits. Right. But it's like, but maybe walk us through what you're seeing or maybe how you know, you've know you been approaching that differently. Because I, I would love to learn that and hear what's going on with everybody else. I love that question because there has just been a huge change. Um,
2: When I'm talking to candidates, it's usually the first question they ask, what is your company culture like? They really want to know just overall about our people. They want to know about growth opportunities. Um, We're now having, I feel like I'm becoming more of a salesperson or a sales individual on selling the position, selling Graystar, because it is a competitive job market. I mean, yeah. we've got people with all of our companies sitting right on the door and wanting to work in our industry. But now it's, you know, we're really, our hiring managers are having to roll out the red carpet when they come to their property, really try to, you know, impress them, show off their property, talk about their success stories. So, you know, in summary, they're really wanting to hear about company culture and just opportunities. And, you know, my last one, I would say is work-life balance. is has been another big one.
0: That's great. You know, one of, one of the, uh, last week I heard somebody say the same thing about benefits is like the hot topic. It's not as much as people are making. They're, they, they, that's important right. to them, but the package itself is important. People are asking for extra paid time off and extra vacations and extra things. So I, I'm, I'm just curious, are you hearing those same things and Nicole as well? Are you hearing?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, we, Graystar has been listening and, you know, we just added some, we enhanced our 2023 benefits, which has really, really helped um, us on the recruiting front. I've definitely seen over the past couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. And we've, we've looked at it too, you know, as, as a company, as far as just, You know, maybe kind of the, I know one of the changes is like making your PTO overall package, um, maybe similar in size, but not aligning it out of sick and vacation. You know, maybe it's just, it's just one PTO bucket because someone that might not be sick or might not need that time, you know, could use that for whatever they want and vice versa. Like they don't, you know, they they can use it for whatever they need. Um, But I also think benefits has taken kind of a more broad approach because they're going to, they're asking more about associate housing discounts or asking more about, you know, do you have a wellness plan that pays for your, um, premiums? You know, do you have any type of health and, and, you know, mental, and, you know, we talk about, you know, again, mental health is, is health, right? So I think that those types of questions I know I'm getting, um, and I know our recruiters are also getting, cause it's not just, you know, do you offer benefits? It's, they're going to ask about every single potential option they've heard out there. Um, some companies have four day work weeks, you know, some companies are closed on, X, Y, Z days. And so it's, they see that I think benefits has become a very, like, what's the benefit to working with your company? I think it's kind of become a little bit more loose in its definition compared to just, are you on Blue Cross, Blue Shield or Aetna or whatever, right? I right. think it's just definitely changed uh, from our perspective and, and it's tough. It's so competitive. It's, it, it's very, you don't want to be reactive, but you don't want to miss an opportunity. So it puts you, it puts you in a, in a rough spot, but employers need to consider that
0: you know you know we, we said it's important for us to uh, you know look at hiring outside the traditional norms because there are benefits we talked about hiring green and and it being benefited people don't have bad traits what are some of the other benefits that you you guys can you know elaborate on that are that are benefits of going outside the norms of the everyday hiring
1: i can take i can take this one first um so one of the benefits i think by going outside of the norm is i think that you know as we focus on you know diversity and equity and inclusion. I think that the more diverse your workforce is across the board, uh, I think only strengthens us as an industry, um, you know, down the line because different backgrounds, um, whether it be again, personally, culturally, et cetera, but also could be professionally, the different experiences that you have, um, I think will give a more rich foundation as far as the customer service, the problem solving, you know, you may have come across something in a different industry That we're not even thinking about, you know, or or you're going to approach something in a in a different way just because of your past experience. So I think that that has been an unintended positive consequence by you know bringing in other people that have a um, just a different you know life experience. So I would say that's something that we've seen maybe over the past you know 12 to 24 months as we've made a more concerted effort to to hire more green from traditional norms. I've
2: seen, I've also seen, you know, the, the green, the inexperienced employees, I've seen that, you know, they're working harder just to prove themselves and they're, they're just, they seem to be a little bit more eager to learn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Melissa,
3: I'm, I'm curious, we've heard sort of what the benefits are, which I think are very real and can help a a company look at things differently and take a broader approach at things. How do you sell that internally? And how do you get those hiring managers to, or property managers or whomever who is involved to think that way and to change their own mindset?
2: So I have, we definitely have restructured our interview process and you know, I created and, and did a few trainings on just the interview process. And it was not so much asking questions on skill set. It was like I mentioned earlier, talking about growth opportunities, talking about our benefits in the beginning of the interview, in the screening, you know, really sharing the benefits. I mean, right now we're offering a 40% housing discount. That's huge. So let's let's get that in front of our our candidates right away. You know, I've got email templates that I send out to candidates that are interested when I'm talking. Um, to candidates or hiring managers, they're they're really you know selling those benefits and you know just overall working through these terms.
0: That's awesome! Great, great stuff.
1: Well, I kind of going back to what you know Melissa was saying about changing the mindset. I mean, I think that the you, know, I would probably take it back to two or three more steps. I know that Melissa, I'm sure, did this as well, but it's I think that it's also going back to your core, like your your leadership and ensuring that your leadership understands you know the need and understands the market and understands what everyone is is working towards because um you know, because you have to have that kind of support and change management takes time and change management, you know, it has to, it's almost, it's, it's hard because that, because you want to change quickly, but not so quickly that you're making mistakes and, you know, and, and missing feedback and, and making the right decision. So I think that's one side of it. I think that when you make any type of change to, like I said, the associate housing program or to benefits um, or to PTO, I mean, any of those things, just understand that there are, positive and negative unintended consequences. Right. So so when you're making those types of of changes, um, you know, it's it's a real impact. And it it could it, it could, you know, impact the team that you currently have and it could impact the team that you want to hire. You know, so so making yourself the employer of choice is hey, it is difficult. It is competitive. It is, you know, we it's something we all strive for. Uh and it's so multifaceted that, you know, just just ensuring that, you know, our employers are um whether you're on the supplier side or you're on the, the operator side, like just asking the questions to make sure that you are as well-rounded as you potentially could be to any of these job seekers, you know, that are out there. Um, because if, if you're not the, if you're not, then there's an opportunity. I, I just want to make sure that, you know, that, that we're offering the best foot forward. So I think that those are the questions, Billy, that I didn't even, I would even ask you, I mean, we've got you know, about 10 minutes left before we have to skip, but like I would even ask you as as an operator, right? You know, what are, you know, what are you guys doing? And so we've talked, sorry, as a supplier, we've talked about the operators, but you know, what are you guys doing on the supplier side? Do you find the same challenges that we find? Because I would love to hear your perspective too. We
0: we, we definitely are in the same boat as everybody as we're trying to hire because we're, you know, competing that there's not as many people out there looking, you know, in the past you'd post a job and there'd be 30 people that wanted it. And now, you know, you post a job and there's, you're lucky if you get a couple and you know we're, we're hustling to try to, to to fill those spots like everybody we're trying to get creative and it's not just a compensation thing as we talked about before it's it's the benefits it's you know can i work from home or can i you know my, you know allow time for you know working out you know a couple of times a week or again you can talk about that work life balance uh we're hearing all the time and it's it's interesting to me too um from my side the supplier side and, and again i talked about this recently with a friend that I'm I'm big on if somebody emails me within 24 hours I'll respond even if I don't have an answer I'll say hey I'm still working on the answer I'm still working on this and it blows me away the amount of people that that even you hire somebody oh this person's a great salesperson this person's really good at what they do and you start hearing oh well they didn't respond to an email or they didn't call us back and you ask them it's like hey this customer you know why didn't you call back well I don't have an answer yet it's like well, then tell them that you're working on an answer because they think that you've ghosted them and they think that it's, you know, they're, they're, uh, um, you know, not, not like in tune with what's going on. And it's like, hey, take a minute, respond, stay, stay responsive. And th- those are some of the top salespeople that still, they don't like respond quickly. So th- I'm going back to it's, it's a struggle to find people that are, are checking all the boxes and doing what you need to do. And there's yeah. nothing worse than having a, a, a salesperson that, uh, doesn't respond and doesn't right. do what you need. Know.
1: Well, and that's the attitude thing that we we're talking about, right? I mean, responsiveness yeah. is not a skill set specific to one industry, right? I mean, responsiveness right. is something that's really important, you know, for, for all of us to do. And, and, but I would also say like, you know, kind of taking a step back, cause I have, you know, I have sons that are there have entered the workforce. Okay. And I've, I've said this on, on calls before. It's like they, you know, so there's definitely a disconnect as well, because, I know that they've applied at several places and never get a response. And then, then we have our, so there are people that are out there that we just kind of connect the right dots to the right people. And I think those are just missed opportunities. And those are the type of questions I think that as operators and suppliers, you know, job seekers, like keep following up. Right. I mean, don't do it 17 times if they haven't talked to you once, but I'm just saying like, like don't, you know, but, but maybe, you know, once or twice, because it's, there's gotta be a balance there. So you know, because there's a disconnect. I mean, there definitely is. Because I I've seen it with my with my own sons. That are 18 and 21 almost. So, I think that there's an opportunity there to be asking those questions. Um, Because I think as a, you know, as as a recruiter as well, a lot of the positions when we post, you get things that are not. Either, yes, they're green, but they're not even in the same realm. Right. You know, uh, someone that wants to be a property manager. Uh, I, I've seen several resumes that are property managers of people that you know were the. You know the greeter or a hostess at a restaurant. You know, so I, so I think that you know that I think that that is you know more translatable to like a leasing associate or sales position initially, as opposed to a property manager. So I know we get an influx of maybe just unqualified, not not you know maybe qualified for a different position, but not for the position you're recruiting for. So I think
3: there's a couple things there to unpack. One is that you know we. Um, we had a webinar, TAAF hosted a webinar and Mark Kukra was the speaker and we talked a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, about, um, you know, our mindset on hire, who we hire needs to change, but so does how we hire. Yeah. And so you can't not respond to a candidate, Billy, to your point, you can't res- not respond to a candidate because they'll be gone. They'll be hired. Yeah. By else. Yes. And so. Really thinking about your processes, which Nicole knows we've spent a lot of time just trying to help companies and operators have the conversations about are your processes up to date? Do they match what's happening in the workforce? And I think this is one of those processes where are you in contact with the candidate in a timely manner so that they're still going to be interested in the job. So Melissa, maybe you can speak to that. us.
2: huge, Becca. And that yeah. is what I have been implementing for a couple of years. You know, just our hiring managers when they're short staffed, sometimes it's it's hard for them to sit down and look through resumes. But yeah. my encouragement is to check your, your, your applicants at least once, twice a day, Mm-hmm. Reach out to them right away because you're right. They go fast. The good ones mm-hmm. go fast, you know, and of course, you know, they've, they've got me to, to help them as well just to reach out because we want to make that connection right away. And it's also, Becca, how you make that connection. You know, before we would just send an email, we'd love to have you come in for an interview. Are you available? You know, now it's, you know, sharing information first about our benefits, getting them excited
1: yeah. about. Opportunity. It's almost like a pre qualification to interview, right? And I think that, and that's just as much, I think more so than ever for the job seeker too, who's listening is that, you know, we realize it's a selection process on both sides and it should be. Right. It should be. You shouldn't be so, I mean, everyone, you know, if you need a job, you want a job. You don't want to be desperate to have a job to where you take the wrong one just like as a hiring manager, you don't want to be so desperate. We've all been there to to hire someone that you hire the wrong person. So I think that when you have desperation on either side, you know, you need to just kind of take a step back, right? Um, Just to make the, you know, that's when you don't want to move too far too fast. But there's a, there's a medium, happy medium there to where you need to move though, (laughs) you know? And I think that that's to your point, Melissa, like even if you don't have the answer or just saying, Hey, I'm super excited about your interest. I'm reaching out to the hiring manager. What are your availability days? Like you can get all of that done. Or when you do get a hold of that poor manager that's working by themselves and desperately needs help, right. Then you can, you know, then you can be more efficient in, you know, being able to, to get everybody to meet.
3: And maybe that pre-qualification call or email or whatnot Gives enough information about the company that they're excited yeah. about that then even if that position might not be right for them, then maybe there's the opportunity to, uh, you know, share some some positions that might be th- a good fit for them. I mean, Nicole, yeah. I always think about you talked about, um, I think it was dur- more during the height of COVID, but you had an applicant from Petco. And yep. someone else wouldn't look at them, but you saw that
1: they have customer service, their customers may not talk, but still they, they know what's what. Well, but you know what though? And that was, that was really impactful because they, I had a hiring manager. that didn't want to you know talk to this person from Petco and I, and I was helping them because they were short staff. So I'm dialing in with the recruiter, dialing in with the manager. And I literally was like, okay, they have customer service, clearly problem solving and if you if you think that you're dealing with crazy people, pet pet owners, like those are those are their children, right? So I, so it's just being able to work through that. But but that candidate just wanted to get out of retail. They wanted to get out of seven days a week till nine or ten at night. Um, so so it's just asking the right questions and seeing how a skill set translates. You know, you have to become the Rosetta Stone for yep. property management. You know, yeah, and I'm sure Melissa probably can speak several languages, oh, yeah. right? You have to figure out how to translate it into what we're doing, you know?
0: So, so there's my question for you, Melissa. If, if, if Petco is one of the strangest, most fun places that Nicole's found, what's, what's if you're thinking, if you're going to go, okay, what's one of the wildest, craziest places we've found a person uh, to, to join your team?
2: Well, I don't want to say it's the wildest, craziest, but lately we have received a lot of interest from the hospitality industry. But the craziest places we get a lot of salon or I've I've received a few um hairstylists. Good. I can't think of anything like really crazy where we've hired from the industry. <laughs> yeah.
1: But re- but retail is one hospitality and retail, if you think about they're in a service industry, right? Even like a like salon, you know, hostesses, waitresses, yeah. you know, servers, or whatever. Um, they're not, they're in a hospitality industry and it's seven days a week and the hours are long. So I think any of those type of industries have translatable skills, um, you know, but, but you just have to figure out, you know, if they, how they translate to, to your company.
2: What about Nicole, have you, we've received a lot of individuals, um, in the medical field, as we know, you know, it's, it's a stressful time or it has been yeah. in the medical field as well as even education,
1: the teachers. Yeah. I've seen education. I have not seen medical yet, but I'm not surprised. I, you know, yeah. but I, I've definitely seen education, um, you know, and then also we, were, you know, try to ramp up our, you know, kind of veterans opportunities as well. So we're, we're hoping to g- gain more traction on those types of, you know, um, professionals, because obviously they have a, a proven, you know, um, track record of just, again, caring, dependability, resilience, you know, all of those problem solving, you know, things that we need. Um, but I haven't seen medical. But that's a, I, I'm not surprised. That's that's a that's a good one though. I'm sure more in the future will come.
0: This has been fantastic. Um, you know, great insight, Melissa. I want to thank you for you know taking time to join us today. I want to thank Nicole and Becca for having faith in me to try to moderate and 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 stumble my way through this. So uh, uh, make sure if you have any questions, visit the TAEF Resource Center, and you can find all kinds of. Great things for recruiting, you know. And 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 if you click on the tab that's under uh, resource tab, it'll get you exactly where you need to be. You can go back and watch old episodes. You can you
1: know, can ask questions. So on the TA website is where you'll find that resource tab. Yeah, thanks, Bill. You did a great job, and thanks to Melissa. And I would just say again to anyone listening, the goal of this podcast is just to make you ask questions. You know, we we don't necessarily have all the answers. We do not claim to have all the answers, but learn learn from our trials and tribulations, but also just make sure you're asking the question if you're a job seeker, if you're an operator, if you're a supplier, um, just so that you can ensure that you're just, again, becoming that employer of choice or finding the right fit for you if you're looking for a job. So
3: thanks everybody.